This is The Truth Behind the Fear of Starting Something New, written and narrated by me, Christina Fenner. I have something new and big that I'm launching in a few months. And when I say big, I mean I haven't thrown myself out there this big since I started CFP almost 10 years ago. And even that was more of a slow crawl, which quickly turned into a few hops and a leap here and there. And guys, I would be lying if I said that I wasn't shitting my pants a little on this one. I've been dropping a few hints about my big launch on Instagram, but I've also started to share some of the fears and insecurities that I'm feeling through this process as well, which is exactly what inspired this podcast episode. Before I get ahead of myself, I first want to make it clear that the fear of the unknown is completely normal and nothing you should feel bad or ashamed for feeling. There isn't a single person out there that isn't fearful to a degree when they climb out on a limb and try something new. Of course no one wants to fail. And just because you're afraid, stressed, or anxious, that doesn't mean that you're somehow underqualified to pursue something in the first place. Trust me, I'm sure Steve Jobs had a few insecurities about the whole iPhone thing at some point. Okay, so now that we've laid some groundwork, Let's get down to it and talk about the truth and nothing but the truth behind five of the most common fears and limiting beliefs that might be holding you back from confidently leaping into that big idea of yours. Limiting belief number one, someone else is already doing it. Okay, I'll start with this. If someone else is already doing what you want to do and it seems to be doing fairly well, well, then there's your proof of concept. Instead of being discouraged by the fact that you were not first to market, be encouraged by knowing that there is in fact a need or a want for whatever you're wanting to do or service you want to provide. Do you know how many Etsy shops there are selling practically the same custom cake toppers? A shit ton. Now, since service-based businesses are what I want to focus on here and not Etsy shops, I want to make my next statement loud and clear. When customers invest in a service, they are also investing in you as a person. They are investing in their time and service delivered by you in your way, period. That's why it is so, so important to remember that you are your biggest asset in your business. Nobody can do what you do, how you do it, and you must capitalize on that fact alone. For example... I solidified this fact in the wording of my wedding photography service. When someone hires me, they are booking the CFP wedding experience, rather than the golden or silver package. Not only are they investing in the final product that I will deliver, their wedding images, but they're also investing in their time and treatment that they will receive that they can only receive from me. Those who value that are my ideal clients. Those who don't are not. Simple as that. You might be thinking, okay, well, I don't know what I have to offer that's different from anybody else. Well, let's start with anything and everything. The most common problem that I see is that people get so wrapped up in whatever they're trying to sell, which, spoiler alert, is what anybody else can sell, and they forget to make showcasing themselves as a person, as a relatable human, as a priority. And no, just simply having an about me page on your website is not enough. Allowing yourself, your personality, your thoughts, opinions, methods, tips, tricks, etc. to be infused into your service is exactly what sets you apart. 
not the end result of the service itself. My big new launch, it's not revolutionary. I'm not reinventing the wheel here. There are others already doing what I'm starting. But that's 100% okay because I firmly believe that we live in an abundant universe. Small town or big city, there's enough to go around, and I believe that I can provide value and meet a need all while doing it my way with my level of knowledge and input without taking food off anyone's plate. No one can provide what you do, how you do it, other than you. You are your biggest asset. Limiting belief number two. Nobody is doing it, and if it would work, someone else would have already done it by now. Okay, well, imagine all the cool shit that would exist if we all collectively dropped this limiting belief. This is never a fact. It's an assumption. How the hell do we know what every single person thinks, wants, or wishes for? Sometimes I feel like this is an easy excuse for us to hide our deeper fears of failure behind. Nobody in my area was charging above 2K for wedding photos when I started out. Did that mean that my ceiling was automatically 2K? Hell no. Think about the freaking scrub daddy or the squatty potty. How ridiculously dumb and duh do those things seem to us now? We can laugh all we want, but those guys are laughing right along with us all the way to the bank. I have been told to my face on multiple occasions that my new big launch just isn't exactly a thing around here. And I think to myself, wanna bet? Maybe this is just blind, ignorant confidence in myself paired with ignoring potential crowd surveying, but honestly, I don't care. It's worth it to me to try. If no one else is doing it, there can only be two results here. Number one, it is in fact a really stupid idea and there actually isn't a demand, need, or want for this. Or number two, you're going to start something that will leave others thinking, shit, oh my god, I totally wish I would have done that. It'll be successful, in demand, and you'll be thanking the heavens that you grew the balls to just go for it. I don't know about you, but the exciting potential of option number two greatly outweighs my ego and my fear of falling flat on my face. And hey, if the whole thing doesn't work out, at least I'll have some major content and stories to share on this podcast. Silver lining at its finest. Limiting belief number three. I'm not an expert or qualified enough. Uh, says who? Okay, I can promise you my big launch has nothing to do with skydiving because A, I'm afraid of heights, and B, I know literally 0% of things about skydiving, other than your mouth looks really weird and flappy in the GoPro videos. Sure, most things do require a certain level or degree of knowledge, education, or skill, but we all already knew that. I'm talking about the belief that we need to know absolutely anything and everything there is to know about a certain topic, and that we need to be at the master level of knowledge in order to be considered worthy of even whispering about the topic. This is not true. I'm currently listening to an audiobook titled Chillpreneur by Denise Duffield Thomas, and she said something that totally made me want to fist pump the air. She said, You don't have to be a guru in order for your experience, knowledge, and input to be of value to someone else. This is so true. We can teach others and provide benefit to other people who may not know as much as you do about a certain topic. You don't have to have all the answers, all the scenarios, or all the info in order to still help and serve others. 
This was the exact message that I myself needed as a reminder and a bit of a kick in the ass for my big new launch. I don't know everything there is to know about my new thing, just like I don't know everything about photography or Photoshop, but I do know some things, and I'm confident that what I do know, others may not, and that they are more than willing to pay for and be thankful for what I can share with and teach them. I believe that the most successful business owners are the ones who never stop learning and never stop improving. I don't want to know everything there is to know, ever. How boring would that become? Right now, I'm neck deep in learning a brand new program that I have never used or even heard of before. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little overwhelmed at times, but it really is all part of the process, and I'm excited to see where it takes me. Be confident in what you have to share and offer now. Continue to grow, learn, and further help and serve others more in the future. Simple as that. No need to be a guru. Limiting belief number four. There's so much that needs to be done to launch my big idea, and it feels so overwhelming. I don't even know where to start. I definitely feel and relate to this one big time. It can feel so overwhelming to think about all the things you need to launch your big idea. A website, a logo, email templates, learning how to use Lightroom, setting up online payments, the list goes on. All of this can seem like a mountain of work, and some days, it's just easier to let your idea continue to live in the back of your head instead of trying to tackle that mountain. However, there's no better time than the present, so here's how to crumble down that big-ass mountain. Step one, write out all and every little thing that you think you need in order to launch your new idea. Step two, go back and actually pick out the items that you absolutely must have before launching. You'll be surprised how little this list actually is. Depending on what you're launching, these must-have items may vary. But for general purposes, you must have things like a business name and some sort of online platform, whether that be a full-fledged website or a social media page. This provides you with an identity, a place to showcase your work, and a way for potential customers to contact you through DMs or a contact form. Truth be told, you actually don't need to have that perfect professional designer logo right away or the sleek font family and super techie website right out of the gate. I truly believe that this is what holds us back from actually launching and announcing the damn thing. I'm not saying that you shouldn't strive for an attractive online presence, but I am saying that progress is better than perfection. Don't get sucked into the belief that you must have all the things ready, perfect, and done before even whispering a peep about your new big idea. Get the basics up and running and then continue to work on, tweak, and perfect the other things along the way. Trust me, as much as I'm writing this for you, I'm also writing this for myself too. I have a tendency to want things to be perfect before sneaking anything to anyone. My first draft of my to-do list was massive and I had to remind myself of the things that honestly needed to be in place before opening up shop. Another thing that really helped me was setting a firm deadline. Earlier this week, I woke up on a whim, decided it was time to get my ass in gear, and launch the damn thing. I quickly posted and announced on Instagram that I was launching my big thing in May of 2021, before I could talk myself out of it. And surprise, surprise, that accountability Instagram post was the push that I needed to get to work. 
Whenever I start something new, big or small, I often have to remind myself to focus on the task or problem right in front of me. What is the immediate need right now? Don't worry about the stuff that you have to do eventually, because that often has a tendency to overwhelm us and put us into launch paralysis. Focus on what's in front of you and tend to the other stuff later down the road. And lastly, limiting belief number five. I'm afraid it will fail and I will look stupid. I'm willing to bet that this is a fear that we have all experienced at some point or another. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, it's totally normal. If there is one thing that I've come to find true, it's that what we allow ourselves to believe has a far greater impact than any statistics, facts, or data. This is why your mindset is so incredibly important to pay attention to, and why I've mentioned it in multiple episodes now. I'm not saying that you can't be fearful at all. I'm saying that your belief in success and your determination only has to be a smidge greater than your fear. Let's say you launch something new, and you announce it with something like, Hey guys, um, here's my new thing. I don't know if it's going to work, but uh, here it is, so I hope you like it. What kind of energy are you attaching to that new big thing? Low vibes all around. I know some of this may seem a little wooey, but I promise you it's 100% true. Like attracts like, and the more you focus on staying in a high vibe mindset around your big launch, the easier it will be to push away those fears and limiting beliefs. The truth is, you can never be embarrassed or ashamed to put yourself out there and try something new, period. If you think something is a great idea, then put in the work, time, effort, and try it out. Let's get real. Do you really think your Instagram followers take time to laugh at your pain and failure? Well, maybe some of them do. But realistically, most of them will probably feel a little sad for you, think something like, well, good for her for trying. They'll continue to scroll and forget about it by dinner time. However, if you're a major Instagram player with like umpteen million followers, then yeah, you'll probably receive a few nasty DMs. The last time I checked, I don't have any mega influencers listening to this podcast, so I'm keeping it real for you OGs out there. Who cares if you look and feel stupid? I mean, if this is a success, then you can laugh all the way with your haters to the bank with the scrub daddy and squatty potty people. Listen, there are so many other fears and limiting beliefs out there that hold us back from just going for it. And sometimes, the hardest part is actually defining those fears in the first place. Sometimes we like to just slap on a big ol' excuse over our fear. For example, something I'm hearing a lot lately are things regarding COVID. Many small businesses just crawled their way out of their worst year ever. So instead of launching something new, they want to just focus on appreciating what they already have and work on building it back up. While I do agree with always being appreciative and always continuing to improve our existing situation, I think we can do both. What a great excuse and opportunity to try something new on the cusp of leaving such a hard time. One of the best things to come from COVID for me was this podcast. I wasn't working much. I spent a lot of time at home. And so I had the opportunity to explore something that I've always kind of thought about doing. I took the leap and now I'm able to share the stuff I've always wanted to talk about, all from the comfort of my own home with very little overhead. It's a win-win. Another limiting belief that often pops into my head when pondering something new, and maybe some of you guys can relate to this, is my physical appearance. Maybe I should lose 10 pounds before I schedule my headshots, or maybe I should wait till it's warmer out so I'm a little more tan. 
when's my next hair appointment? My roots are awful. Okay, there's certainly nothing wrong with wanting to look your best in front of the camera or not, but I want to encourage you not to let these type things hold you back entirely. Don't put your big idea on the determination of whether or not you go to the gym every day this month. Believe it or not, one of the best ways I trained myself not to be so caught up in this was that I started showing up on Instagram stories barefaced most of the time. I work from home 90% of the time, COVID or not, and so I'm rarely ever wearing makeup or real pants anyway. But I still wanted to show up on Instagram, and so I just started doing it. Do you think a single person has ever DM'd me saying that I look like a troll? No. Maybe they thought it, but honestly, who cares? What I'm choosing to share, whether it be an Amazon find or a wedding tip, is so much more important than whether or not I have eyebrows on my face that day. This all sounds a little trivial, but honestly, it's been a game changer for me. It made me realize that people aren't paying me to draw eyebrows on my face. They're paying me for my skill, talent, and knowledge. Sure, I love to look and feel good, but it's equally as important to me to not always feel the pressure of looking my best when I show up online. Turn the focus on the importance and value of the service, knowledge, skill, or offering you have to share, and make your physical appearance the sidekick. Deliver awesome content while also looking and feeling great. I've found that these two can coexist pretty nicely. To wrap this up, I want to leave you with two pieces of my best advice. Number one, care about people who care about you and no one else. Meaning you cannot let yourself get caught up in what literally everyone thinks about you and your business. Easier said than done, I know, but it's truly a skill that you can refine. Listen, I know people think that I charge way too much for my photos or that my voice is annoying. Honestly, I don't give a rat's ass. The riches are in the niches or niches, as I like to say, but for rhyming purposes, you know, tomato, tomato. Focus on serving your target audience and only them. If you haven't listened to my podcast episodes, you're not everyone's photographer and defining your ideal client, I highly suggest taking a listen. Once I shifted my focus to only worrying about those who have invested, care about, or are interested in my stuff, everyone else's opinion became white noise. And it is the most liberating feeling there is. And lastly, number two, it does take work and consistency to yield success. I hate the term, build it and they will come. Sure, that may be true if you're a goddamn olive garden, but it amazes me how many people think that one Facebook post is supposed to turn them into an overnight wonder. One of my favorite quotes is, consistency holds hands with success. Especially nowadays when most of our advertising comes from social media, the almighty algorithm is going to choose whether or not you even show up on the newsfeed. It's frustrating and annoying, which is exactly why I hardly ever care or pay attention to my social media stats. I know, that sounds kind of awful. When I have something to share or I have something to say, I post it and that's it. I do not allow myself to become a slave to the algorithm, but I do it consistently. The algorithm changes like the weather. I have no control over it, but I do have control over continually showing up regardless if five or 50 people see my post. And I'm 100% convinced that that's just the mentality you have to have. Stick with it, and while you're at it, work on defining some goals and milestones. I'll be honest, when I first started CFP, I didn't exactly have a goal. When I booked another client, I was like, oh my god, yay, that's so exciting. But this time, it's different. 
I do have a goal and I have a set intention. For example, my goal and intention for this podcast was actually not to generate profit. It was intended to be created as a place where I could openly and freely share stories, advice, and other things that I believed would benefit others or at least provide a laugh or two. But I had zero and still have zero expectations. This podcast is for me most of all. Define what success looks like to you, create small goals, and consistently work to meet them. Continue to show up, do the work, and put in the time. Because honestly, that's the quickest and easiest way to success. Cheering you on for my bare face and sweatpants, Christina.